A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to tell you that my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, The Ultimate Guide to Following Your Purpose and Creating Change in the World, is out now and you can order it globally on Amazon. If you're feeling the call to help make the world a better place, but you don't know where to start finding and following your life purpose, I wrote this book for you. It's packed with processes, rituals, and meditations to help you turn on your light and get it to work, so that together we create a better world. When you order the book, you also get a two-hour live masterclass with me entitled Life Purpose Bootcamp, during which you'll get to find and define your life purpose in a specific two-paragraph definition. And you can visit georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork to get all the details. In today's episode, we're talking about a new way of reading tarot cards. I've always loved tarot cards. I got my first deck, the Victorian Romantic Tarot, when I was 17 years old, and I immediately became obsessed with it. I would casually take it with me at school, and I would spend my school breaks giving readings to my classmates and teachers. I I joke by saying that that's where I started my career. What I loved most about tarot cards versus oracle cards was that they provided me with a framework for navigating different circumstances within the main life areas. They allowed me to deepen my intuitive insights right from the get-go and therefore helped me understand myself and others in an equally deep way. Eventually, as I developed my intuitive abilities further, I stopped depending on tarot cards for my psychic readings with clients, but I still draw one card every day just for self-reflection. In the Numinous Tarot Guide, Rashunda Trumbull shares ways of using tarot in such self-reflective ways, for example, through meditation, through journaling, to both deepen our connection with the cards but also to navigate life and our own inner world. And I think this is a very different and also powerful way of using tarot cards that goes beyond just interpreting the symbolism and inviting us to see ourselves through the cards. Specifically, in this interview, you're going to learn the meanings of the major and minor arcana cards, how to read tarot cards intuitively while still sticking to the original meanings, ways of using tarot as a self-reflection tool, and how to combine tarot decks in a reading. When you're done listening to the episode, make sure to come within your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let us know how you enjoyed it. And without further ado, enjoy this episode with Rashunda Trumbull. Rashunda Trumbull is a writer and professional tarot reader living in Zurich, Switzerland, and runs the website Stay Woke Tarot, where she shares her unique modern-day approach to working with the tarot. Rashunda has a background in marketing and communications for the art, finance, and luxury worlds, and has worked in television as a news producer and entertainment reporter. She's a member of Mensa, the High IQ Society. Rashunda, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. 
Thank you. Thank you very much, George, for having me. I, I appreciate it. I am so excited to have you here to talk about your new book, The Numinous Guide to Tarot, or The mm -hmm. Numinous Tarot Guide. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. I've used that tarot ever since I was 15 years old. It was like sort of my entry to spirituality. And I have an extensive collection, as I'm sure you do as well, of like different mm -hmm. tarot decks. I love collecting them and playing with them and trying different styles. So I'm so excited to chat all about tarot today. But before we get started and talk a little bit about your book, I want to hear a little bit about your story. What was it that got you into the tarot in the first place? Okay, how much time do we have? <laughs> no, I, um, to, to make it quick and dirty, the way I actually got into tarot was while I was working at a television station in North Carolina in the U.S., and I had to do a story on, I can't even remember, it was like alternative uh, spiritualities or alternative spiritual practices, and I had an interview with a Reiki practitioner, but she would not let me interview her until she had read my cards. And so she read my cards and I was like, wow, you know, I'm getting something out of this. And so that's what started me on the path. Uh, I kept the, the deck that I had bought as a prop for the story. I kept it for myself. And then I just, you know, I started reading for myself, using it to help me think through situations. Uh, I used it for creativity. I also use tarot to look at the energy of particular situations. So that was my start. That was probably back in 1996, I think. So it's been a while. It's been a while indeed. And mm -hmm. I'm so interested in finding out how do you personally use the tarot and what is the tarot at the same time? And how is the original intention of the tarot uh, merging with your unique approach to using it. Okay. You know, one thing, when you talk about the original intention of tarot, it, I mean, if you want to be uh, honest about it, talking about tarot as in taroki, as in going back to Italy when it was, you know, when they came up with taroki and the tarot cards, it was a game. So if you want to talk about that original purpose, which is, you know, some people may use it as a game. In terms of using it spiritually, you know, like that started like in the 1900s. So it's relatively new in terms of using tarot as a divinatory practice. But in terms of how I personally use it, it's sort of a, I guess it's a cross between a divinatory practice. Maybe you can look at it as sort of a game of life, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, so it's a cross between that and also just a way for me to focus. So in terms of how I use it on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, of course, sometimes I will pull a daily card and uh, pull it face down, not looking and say, okay, how can I use the energy of this card or the archetype that is featured on this card? How can I use it as a focal point during the day? Other times I will think of a particular situation and say, okay, which card in a tarot deck reminds me of the situation and I will go in and actually fish out that particular card and work with that card to help me think through a particular situation. So it, it really depends. I also do spreads. 
I can do spreads like uh, like a SWOT spread, you know, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. If I'm thinking about something for business or for a project, so it it really depends on the situation. But I do try to incorporate uh, tarot daily in my life, but I don't pressure myself, and that's something I want to get across to everyone out there. I have encountered folks, especially if I'm doing readings, and I'll ask, hey, do you you know, do you do tarot for yourself? Yes, but I don't pull a card a day and I'm really sorry. And it's like, if you don't want to pull a card, don't pull a card. It's okay. I'm not going to tell you to go say 10 Hail Marys or anything like that. You'll be fine. Uh, so yeah, that's sort of how I, how, how I use it. I use it when I need it. I love how uh, diverse the reading of tarot has become these days. There are different, of course, schools. Some people believe you're supposed to just read the symbolism and the original like meaning of the card. Some people have a more intuitive uh, way of reading the tarot. Before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about the actual cards of the tarot. People talk about the major arcana and the minor arcana. What are the differences between the two? Okay, a tarot card has 78. I mean, a tarot deck has 78 cards. And as you said, you have the major arcana, the minor arcana. So the major arcana is made up of these archetypes, these cards that people are, if you think of a tarot card, think of tarot. And even if you don't know that much about tarot, you will probably think of a card from the major arcana, like the full card or the Empress card or the death card. A lot of people don't, 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 the death card in the Rider-Waite-Smith with the skeleton on there, they think of that in the movies. So the major arcana deals with sort of like major overarching life themes, just like what I talked about, the fool, as in starting out on something, uh, the high priestess, that's a card getting into your, you know, um, you're deep inside your spirituality and, and figuring things out inside. There are other, you know, cards too that fit with these overarching life issues. So that's the major arcana. The minor arcana is made up of suits. And you've got, you know, depending on your deck, if you're using a Rider Waite Smith deck, of course, you've got um, cups, swords, wands, and pentacles. You know, the cups can deal, you know, deals mostly with emotions, feelings, because cups hold water. Then you've got swords, that's air, communication, a sword sort of, you know, cuts through things, cuts through the air. <clears throat> so you have air with the swords, then you have, have uh, money, career, sort of solid things, even your, your body and your health, wands, that's like for creativity, spark fire. Now, all of these, these, these four groups, if you want to call them, uh, call them groups, those can deal with like, like the day-to-day things, the sort of piddly things in your life. So that's basically like the infrastructure of a tarot deck. So starting from the beginning, I don't know if that was your question, but that's sort of the, yes. the quick and dirty meaning of, of, of the quick and dirty meaning in terms of how a tarot deck, how a writer Waite Smith tarot deck is sectioned out now course, people go, go ahead no i interrupted you go ahead yeah, we do have the uh, the traditional as you said the the writer white and then we have all the different uh, renditions of it and these days you can find um, tarot decks that essentially change those symbols they change the suits for example instead of for example cups they have i i 
what comes to mind right now is a fairy tarot. They have mermaids for cups. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. for, uh, for swords, they have unicorns. So mm-hmm. what is your perspective around being creative with the design of the tarot, sticking to the original symbolism and, and meaning, but interpreting it with different um, kind of designs? I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful in, in, in a couple of ways, because first, it gives artists a chance to put, give tarot their take. This practice that has been around for, for, for decades, they can say, hey, I'm going to take this and make it my own. And there are people who identify with that. I think that is absolutely wonderful for artists. For people who use tarot, it gives them a chance to sort of expand their mindset, expand how, expand how they think of tarot and how they use tarot. Uh, I love the fact that you have, you know, tarot decks that deal with gender in a, in a wider, more inclusive way. They're more diverse and it brings more people into the practice and they can use it for themselves to, ven- to benefit their lives. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I love that. I also like them as well. And I have so many. Like the one I'm using right now is called the... Um, the- Mythology, mythical creatures tarot it was a special mm-hmm. edition one i have the card mm-hmm. in front of me right now nine of swords and you can see how mm. they played with the symbolism they have mythical yes. creatures rather than just mm-hmm. using the, the specific symbolism which mm-hmm. I, I find mm-hmm. interesting and fun as well it just mm-hmm. keeps keeps me wanting more decks essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i um at last count i think i have 130 decks <laughs> We're definitely- i know in competition right now because I, <laughs> I, I'm trying to declutter every single year and it, it becomes mm-hmm. harder and harder because I love mm-hmm. them all. But yes, I mean, there's people who just collect Herodex and it's, it's a beautiful thing because it allows you to explore different aspects of yourself. I feel that when I read, for example, Five of Cups in a specific deck and a Five of Cups in a different deck, I get a different me- message, I get a different feeling, I, I get a different... Um, like sensation out of it it's because mm-hmm. of the different energy and the design and the different symbolism within each each deck which i find beautiful now let's talk I, a little yes tell me no no just i it, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because if there are people out there who they they do have different decks and they say which deck should i use sometimes you can use all of them for example you mentioned the five of cups do a spread with the five of cups from each deck you have just to get different aspects of a particular situation and sometimes i do that not with all 130 decks but you know maybe three or four at a time have you ever tried combining two decks together and giving you and giving yourself a reading Mm -hmm. i've tried it it gets kind of gnarly sometimes you know you with if you have two decks that are kind of completely different you really have to sit down and concentrate but I, I i have done that before and it's interesting what comes up yes indeed mm-hmm. it's fun mm-hmm. how many ways there are to like give ourselves readings and, and explore the tarot that's mm-hmm. why I love, I love it so much now let's talk a little bit about the numinous tarot guide which is a different approach sort of to reading the tarot of course for those of you watching or listening who don't know what the numinous is it's a publishing an online publishing platform they publish 
books, they publish articles, they publish uh, astrology. I've written two articles for the Numinous as well, and you can go check them out. One about the unicorns, and the other one is about mermaids, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what is a Numinous way of, of reading the tarot? So how is this book different? Hmm. It's interesting because... Um... You know, you mentioned the you you mentioned the website, the Numinous, which is you know sort of the it's 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 sort of a real life way of address of of addressing and embracing spirituality, and the Numinous Terra Guide, and I have the book right here. If you're wondering what it looks like, there you go. It's also a way, a real life modern day way of learning, embracing, relearning tarot. We've got three different ways in this book for you to approach tarot. It's storytelling. Each card in this book, each card in a, in, in a tarot deck, we have it in this book and we have parables, modern day stories connected to each tarot deck. So that's one way you can sort of, you know, enter into tarot. The other way is through the actual, you know, the set meaning or the popular meaning of the deck. And then we also, of the, of the card. And then we also have journal prompts. So it just depends on whichever way you want to do it. If you want to work with tarot or learn tarot through writing in your journal, you can do that. You can just learn the actual definite, definite meaning, or you can look at a situation or find a situation in a book that is, you know, similar maybe to what you're going through and you can learn it that way. And that's sort of the modern way of doing it, giving you a choice, but also, um, acknowledging that there is a quote-unquote history behind these tarot meetings meanings but bringing everything together i love the the psychological aspect and the self-introspection aspect where it's about looking within and mm -hmm. using the journal prompts to explore your psychology as a result this is what i love about the numinous most how it's mm -hmm. bringing everything as ruby says who is the founder of numinous in the now age rather than the new age so it's a different take on it so beautiful. Now, with, with regards to interpretation, so there are two schools of thought. I, can, I, I see sort of, I've tried to avoid them, all these fights with people online. You're supposed to read the cards in the specific symbolism, don't ruin the symbolism, stick within the meaning. And there is the opposite school of just go with your intuition, just look at the card and let the, the card bring up intuitive messages even though those messages have nothing to do with the intention behind the original intention behind the card what is your approach with regards to this debate i think this debate do it one way or the other is indicative of our our society where you have to be on one side or the other i don't do that i'm too old for that i don't fight anymore um so that's one thing i i, I wish it wasn't I, I wish we didn't have that fight now with that said um people who read intuitively. I actually read intuitively too, but I do think there is, uh, uh, there is value in learning the meanings of the cards. It doesn't mean you have to use that meaning. It just know what you're working with. You know, you can say, okay, yeah, I learned the meaning of the death card and I think it's bullshit, which is okay because it says, okay, you actually sat down and read it. And that's where I sort of you know, when people say, I read tarot intuitively, I don't have to know the meanings. And then I'm like, but then why are you reading tarot? Why even deal with it then? Why even bother? If you don't want to learn the meanings, then you, you don't have to read it. Just say you're doing your own personal divinatory practice um, 
And it's not tarot, but maybe it's similar, but it doesn't have to be an argument. I think there is room for all of it. If people want to stick to the rote meanings and say, you only, uh, you, you only, you can only read using these symbols, then that's fine because there are people that will agree with you and they will come to you for that type of reading. If you are an intuitive reader and you say, I only read intuitively, that's fine for you. You do what's comfortable for you. I don't think, you know, dictating how people should read with tarot is, you know, is, it, it doesn't get us anywhere in the spiritual community. I 100% agree as well. I, I believe it's important to know the meaning, but then when you're reading the cards, then you use the you use the meaning that you already know and has become already embodied to read mm -hmm. intuitively. So sometimes, mm -hmm. for example, I can see like five of cups and it may have a, tra a specific traditional meaning, but I see cups, I'm like, okay, emotions. And then it immediately leads me somewhere relating to what I'm talking about, what the previous card was all about, what the next mm -hmm. card is all about, mm -hmm. what my client is, is feeling, what I'm receiving from the client. So it becomes more complex and in my opinion, more interesting as well. So I 100% mm -hmm. agree with you. There's no point in, in fighting over, over stuff like that. It's all about mm -hmm. helping mm -hmm. people in whichever way uh, makes sense for each one. Exactly. Now, do you have any favorite and least favorite cards in tarot? Hmm. What are they? Well, it really depends on what I'm going through. So it's, you know, sometimes like when I first started reading tarot, of course, I was like everyone else. I hated the death card. It scared the bejeebies out of me. Now I love it because it means something is coming to an end. Thank you, heavens. You know, I can start fresh. It is starting anew. It is part of the cycle. It is showing me that the cycle is turning. So that's why I love the um, I love the death card. Maybe next year I may not love it so much. It depends. Um, now I even have a connection with the hierophant card. I used to despise the hierophant card because it was about society's rules and you know things should be this particular way and you should follow this type of teaching. But then when I developed my personal relationship with the hierophant card. And it's also about handing down tradition, handing down knowledge. I said, okay, I can do this myself. I have my knowledge. And, you know, this numinous tarot guide, that is the way of me embracing my higher font energy. So I don't know if I can say I have a set favorite card. It really depends on what I am going through. Um, and like the situation that I am in, that, that, that if it's a favorite card or a card that I absolutely despise. Which essentially, I guess, has to do with using the cards as guides, essentially, because yeah. if you're going through something, you're using the you're working with the energy of the hierophant, whereas you don't just use it to read yourself, but you're working with the actual energy of the card to help you mm -hmm. create change. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I guess it, it, it makes tarot into more than just a divination tool uh, and more of a like, um, self-introspection change modality like transformation mm -hmm. transformational mm -hmm. tool i love that. you know and sometimes i mean you can use it as a divination tool or you can use it as an excavation tool and sometimes i use it as an excavation tool so i can dig down and and what's going on down here let me see let me do some archaeological work and and dig up some of these issues and and i use tarot as as that also 
I love that such a nuanced perspective around mm-hmm. using tarot. Now, before we before we end this beautiful conversation, I, I'm wondering what is your vision for this book? What is your vision that for this book's change in the world of tarot? Well, you know, I'm I'm not going to sit up here and say this book is going to change your life. It's 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 not that. I think um my vision for this book is if there is someone out there that has been sort of curious about tarot and maybe, you know, they've looked at, you know, a couple of books and mm, they didn't really understand the books or the terminology that maybe they pick this up and they see a life situation that matches what they've been, you know, what they've been through. You know, we write about, I mean, there are stories in here. One is about gentrification. Another one is about, um, you know, someone coming out of the closet and getting kicked out of their house, you know, and, and, and they can see, wait a second, this is my life. Maybe I can use tarot to help me work through some things to help me, you know, map out some problems or some issues, or maybe even celebrate something, you know, we, we have a problem, but we can also come to tarot as a point of joy too, just to say, Hey, what's going on in, in my life right now and do it that way. And that's sort of my hope. I love that. It brings everything to the present moment. It's very recent. It, it's relatable to what we're mm-hmm. going through and it provides a tool that we can use to navigate, improve and transform our lives. Such a mm-hmm. wonderful book, Rashonda. Can you please share with everyone where they can get the book from and where can people get in touch with you? They can get the Numinous Tarot Guide. I'll hold it up again. Of course, you can get it on uh, Amazon, but also contact your favorite bookseller, your independent bookseller. You can get it everywhere now. It's out. It, when, as we're recording this, it came out in the U.S. and Canada yesterday. So now it is available globally. So just contact your bookseller or go on Amazon if that's what you want to do, and you can order the book. In terms of where to contact me, my website is staywoketarot.com. Um, I, I give readings. The way you can get a reading for me is to sign up for my uh, announce the open slots. So you'll see when the open slots are, you just go in and you book. I'm also on Instagram too at staywoketarot. Perfect. And all the links will be available in the show notes below. Rashunda, thank you so much for coming on to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. And I wish you a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode.